Welcome to Savage. I'm your host, Kelsey Kenry, CEO, wife, and mom of three. This is where you find the aligned strategy and mindset shifts to unleash your power, unlock your freedom, and step into your full potential as a CEO. Every episode is full of tough love and hard truths with a side of tactical guidance to expand your success. You ready? Let's do the damn thing. sure what you want to do digging back into your past and digging into those things that made you the happiest like what did you say you wanted to be when you were five years old yeah welcome to the Bravehearted podcast where we are changing the way you get inspiration by allowing you to hear resilience and victory in hard stories we discuss new methods on handling life situations so you can show up confidently in your life we are different Because instead of just giving you inspiration through stories, we give you actionable tools to make the change that you want to make. Let's live bravely today. Welcome to episode 24 of the Bravehearted Podcast. I am Mindy Mercurio, career coach and business guru. Just as a reminder, some of the material we talk about is deep and can sometimes be controversial. Please use headphones when listening in public or around children. And with me today, I have the fabulous Kelsey. Hello, Kelsey. What's up, guys? My name is Kelsey Kenry, and I am a personal development coach and speaker working with women all over the world to find their purpose and their confidence, especially moms who are struggling with the struggle that is motherhood, especially right now, man, times are crazy. So as you guys know, on the podcast, we are forever talking about therapy and the importance of therapy and what it can do for your life. So we've actually partnered with BetterHelp, betterhelp betterhelp.com. It's an online counseling website. So you can go on and get a therapist and they will match you with somebody and you can do therapy right from the comfort of your own home, your car, wherever. So you can get 10% off actually your first month with BetterHelp. You just go to betterhelp.com forward slash bravehearted. But I'm glad to be talking with Mindy today because we are going to talk about finding passion in your career. And just to give you guys a little summary of what we're going to be talking about, we're going to talk about what exactly does that mean? And then why do you need to have passion in your career? And then of course, walk through kind of how you can find passion in your career. So let's start it off. Mindy, can you tell me what do you think having passion in your career? What does that mean? Yeah, that's a great question because, you know, there's a lot of definitions for passion, right? There's a lot of ways that you could describe passion, but I think that in the broad sense that, to put it simply, waking up every day being excited, not dreading going to work, not feeling the Monday scaries or the Sunday scaries, as people like to say, that kind of feeling of dread that you have to get up the next day, not working for the weekend, as the popular song says everybody's working for the weekend 
and feeling genuinely a sense of accomplishment at the end of the day that you've done something that's making a difference, right? Or done something that kind of makes you feel good. So when you clock out at the end of the day, instead of being exhausted, you're, you're feeling satisfied or gratified that you've had a good day. Yeah. And, and I agree with all of that. And I think it's also important to mention that just because you're passionate about your work doesn't mean that you don't have bad days or days to where your work feels heavier or harder than usual, or some days to where you're just like, I don't feel like doing anything. I think it's more about having a good balance and having a a realistic expectation, which we talk about so often, right? About, you know, what this actually looks like. Like, work is still work. Regardless of what you do, there's still going to be things that are hard and maybe some things that you don't enjoy as much, but we can easily get very off balance to where we're just working, like you said, like working for the weekend to where it's just the purpose of a job for us is just the financial means, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that is really important because People say, you know, oh, I had a bad day at work. So, you know, obviously like this is not the right fit for me or, oh, this work that I'm doing right now is hard. So, you know, my job is terrible and I'm not happy. But in reality, it's more overarching than that. It's the big picture of everything that you're doing every day, because I am so passionate about what I do. I am incredibly passionate about helping uh, people find their passion in their careers because I've been there, right? And I know how it feels to not have that passion. And so even though I'm passionate about that and I love what I do and you know, I get immense enjoyment out of that, that doesn't mean that every day is easy. I have hard days just like the rest of you. So I think that's a really great point to bring up is, you know, it's not going to always be easy, but at the end of the day, if what you're doing aligns with your values, and helps you leave a legacy that you're happy and proud with, that really will will be something that you could be passionate about. And that's where you find your passion in your work. Mm, yeah. And I love that you that you brought values and legacy into it because that's one of the things that I work with with people is going through and, and doing your values and defining your values and that self-discovery process. And so often it really comes down to people just don't, they're not aligning with their own values. And we think about this a lot of times, like in our personal situations, it's like, oh, I need to set boundaries. But like, it's with people that are like in our family or in our home, we're like, oh, I can't set boundaries with like a boss, right? It's like we discredit because we look at the thing that's like, oh, because they're paying me, they can treat me a certain way or, yeah, you know, that whole thing. And it's just like, at the end of the day, any area of your life that doesn't align with your values is not going to feel good. And if you want to, like, what what are you leaving? And that's where the legacy comes in. Like, when you leave, what kind of mark is it that's left? Because if you are just clocking in for that nine to five and floating throughout your whole life just to get a paycheck, you know, sounds miserable. But so many people do that. Yeah, it's actually so funny that you brought that up because I was speaking with a client last night and we were talking about her current role and she's doing this really kind of niche job and she ended up in it because of money. So when she was trying to decide what she wanted to do, she was in school 
she kind of had this whole situation where she realized what she was getting her degree in wasn't something that she wanted. So she went to like a career fair and the career fair person was like, oh, hey, you should get this degree because it's, you know, a little bit easier to get and the money is really great. And so she jumped on that thinking that, you know, this would be a great opportunity for me, like so many of us do, because when we're growing up, I, I don't know if like you experienced this, Kelsey, but your parents, your teachers, whatever, they tell you, oh, you're going to be a doctor one day, or oh, you're going to be an astronaut, or you're going to be a lawyer, or these quote-unquote high-value, high-priced careers, and people put value around money, right? And so you grow up thinking, oh, I'm not going to be successful, I'm not going to be happy if I don't go for a career that's going to pay me a high-dollar amount right? Mm -hmm. So you put all that value on money and then you maybe get the job that pays the money, right? Like you get the job that pays the high dollar amount. But so many people who sit in those seats and those types of jobs that only took it for the money are so miserable. If you look at like, like CEOs, for example, the like depression and suicide rate of CEOs is incredibly high. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that has to do with the like the fact that they're not fulfilled like the job that they're doing is not something that's fulfilling to them now obviously there's there's stress and things that play in with that too but the the biggest piece of that is that they're not doing things that are fulfilling them every single day and they're working for the money and that's just not it's it's like you said that's not a place you want to be because it's miserable yeah and i think the the other thing is is that like we can all define passion a little bit differently right and so just being aware of, you know, like when I think about passion, I think about the word fulfillment. And it's like what you said, like at the end of the day, like when you lay your head down, like how do you feel about what you did that day? And some days it's, some days it's going to be not that great, but the bigger picture is that you feel like you're doing something, you're, you're leaving something. And a lot of people, it comes back to, you know, like you said, the value and what's, what's placed on the value and what kind of label were you given? What kind of expectation was put on you by your parents? Were they expecting you to follow in, in their lead or were they expecting you to, you know, where they fell short for you to pick up the slack kind of situation? So a lot of that plays a role too. And really asking yourself those questions of, am I trying to fulfill somebody else's dream? Gosh, that's such a great point because so many people will pick up jobs because of that label that someone gave them such a long Mm -hmm. time ago or, you know, it's a family business and they want you to pick up and take over the family business one day. And maybe that's, you know, not what you're passionate about. Maybe you don't want to build widgets or sell insurance or whatever, you Mm -hmm. know, the family business is. Maybe you want to go be creative. Maybe you want to do celebrity hair and makeup. Maybe you want to do whatever. And the pressure that you can feel from those outside sources can really be detrimental to you chasing your passion. And I think, you know, something we'll talk about later in tools is you have to really get a a grasp and a handle on what it is you really want and not let other people influence that. So. Yeah. Yeah. And those, those outside influencers of your life, do play a big role because it's so easy for us to turn outwards and ask for feedback from everybody else. And it makes us, it distracts us from what we really do want. And I think it's really cool because 
so Eric's parents own a very successful company and his dad is going to be 70 this year and they're still working and it's crazy. Like they obviously, they love what they do. And both of them have worked in the company for a long time. His dad worked from, you know, started at the very bottom and went all the way to the top and like eventually bought the business. So it's a very cool story. And so of course, like his dad wants him to take his business, but Eric's been very like, I don't, that's not something that I want. And I think that there's probably a part of them that's disappointed because how could you not be, but they've never pushed it on him. They've never like said, this is what you need to do. Like we know that you, cause he's such a creative person. Like, you know, he's had apparel lines and now he's making cookies, but it's all creative outlets for him. Like even with the cookie company, like it wasn't enough to do like basics and then like one special a month. He has to do like new cookies every week. He's crazy. Right. So but that's his, that's his thing. He's so creative. And so for them to like foster that passion as parents and to recognize like, you know, they are well off financially, but they don't push that either. They're not like follow the money or follow, which is really, really cool to see because I think it can sometimes be the opposite to where it's like, well, I built this whole business. And so it's your job to keep it in the family or whatever. And it's, it's just a, it's nice to see that other side of things through them to where there's no pressure from them. And it's because of that allows him to feel like he's able to follow whatever paths that he actually enjoys. That's incredible. And such an important lesson for those of us who are parents or going to be parents or just as friends or, you know, mentors or coaches or whatever, really using your words and choosing your words wisely when you're talking to somebody, when having these types of discussions about, Mm. you know, their passions and what they want to do and just opinions in general, right? Like fostering, you know, a safe space for someone to talk about what they want and without judgment or fear is so important because you're right. Like Eric is incredibly creative and comes up with, you know, all sorts of really cool stuff. And if his parents hadn't fostered that in him, we wouldn't have delicious cookies to eat every week. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Shout out to Eric's parents for that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, but let's talk about, you know, like that's part of the why I think, right? So why passion is important in your life, in your career, because you spend over one third of your life at work, 90,000 hours. It's crazy. Like, Nine zero thousand hours. <laughs> it's a lot not of time. Nine. Yeah, not nine, nine zero. But think about it. Think about when you clock in for the day. You know, if you're working with coworkers, like a lot of people will say that their coworkers are like their family, right? Or their office feels like their home, or, you know, this is all one big happy family. In fact, this morning I went and saw my team. You know, we're in this crazy, weird time in the world, and I hadn't seen any of them in seven weeks, which is so weird. I've seen them Mm -hmm. virtually, but not face-to-face. But this morning, we all went and had coffee together, and it was like the family was back together because Mm -hmm. we spend so much time together, right? So something I always tell them that we talk about a lot is if you aren't having fun, if you aren't happy, if you're not passionate about what you're doing and you don't feel like it's going to leave the legacy that you want to leave, then you need to move on and figure out what is going to give you that passion because you spend so much time doing this. Don't rob yourself of that time. When you get to, you know, be 90, 100 years old, hopefully we all live that long, right? Like you don't want to look back on your life and say, hey, 
I wish I hadn't spent 40 years punching the clock as an accountant. You know, I really wanted to be a, a travel journalist. I wanted to bake cookies. I wanted to start this business and I didn't do it because I was afraid or because somebody told me it was a bad idea. That's never a place that you want to be in. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where so many people are because of, you know, there's, I think there's a lot of things that play a role in kind of like why people don't find passion in their career. I think that people don't believe in themselves. I believe there's that underlying fear. I believe that people don't value themselves as much. Like even when I'm talking with people about, you know, just, just personal development things and trying to get to, you know, a place to where they have that solid foundation, like the workplace always comes up because it's like what you said, we're talking about somewhere where you spend a very large amount of time. And so it's important. I mean, if anything, it's like, you know, we're talking about toxic work environments and how that, that plays a role. So I love what you said about just, you know, really recognizing like, if this is not something that you want to write as part of your story at the end of your days, if this is not something that really, you know, you have some sort of excitement for, or that makes you feel fulfilled, then you need to find something that does. What do you think keeps people, you know, we've talked about kind of the financial aspect, but, and and the things I listed, but what else do you think keeps people stuck in like these jobs that they don't love? There's so many things. I think, you know, obviously the financial aspect and the, the lack of believing in yourself, but Fear is a really big thing that plays into this, right? So what would you do if you weren't afraid? Mm -hmm. Like if you weren't afraid of what your best friend thinks or what the world would say, or, you know, if you weren't afraid of failure, for example, people get really scared that they aren't going to be good at something that they won't, they, they can't do it. So they don't try. I mean, I've been there. Like I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to have my own business. And, mm-hmm. you know, thankfully I have friends who tell me otherwise, right. And, and cheer mm-hmm. me on. And, you know, I was afraid of what people would think when I launched my own business. Like you get into this imposter syndrome mindset, right. Of who am I to, to launch a business? Who am I to do this? Who am I to, you know, paint beautiful waterfalls and sell them for a living, whatever it is you want to do. Right you kind of get paralyzed and you start writing this narrative in your head that you can't do it or you're not worthy of doing it or you need to do the quote responsible thing and stay in, you know, this job that makes you unhappy because you have obligations to X, Y, and Z, which is not necessarily the case. You can do whatever you want to do. You just have to have the mindset that you can and Mm -hmm. shifting that mindset and, that paradigm in your head and the story that you're writing is what's crucial to making changes. You know, obviously I'm not telling you quit your job, sell all your stuff and go travel the world. If you want to be a travel journalist, that's not realistic. Right. But you have to come up with a plan. Or maybe it is. (laughs) Maybe, Hey, maybe it is. Maybe you cancel all your stuff um, and make it happen. Maybe you've planned financially for that. But at the end of the day, you have to come up with a plan and that plan will help you move past fear. Mm. Talking about, obviously, obviously fear is something that holds people back a lot. And I agree that that's definitely, I mean, that keeps us stuck in so many areas. So I would agree that that's a big one. 
I think it's important for us to talk about kind of the connections of things of our view of work, right? If it is that financial stability, which is the focus for most people, I think is, you know, as long as I'm checking that box to where I can pay my bills, right? I think we have to kind of back that up and look at the bigger picture of like, by checking that box, what other boxes are you leaving unchecked? And what I mean by that is what other areas of your life are you sacrificing in order to get that paycheck? Like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's the same thing that we talk about when you're like, you're saying yes to everybody else, but you're saying no Mm -hmm. to yourself. Huge one here, right? Because if you're unhappy at work, that's going to affect you in so many other areas of your life. You're going to, you know, have, you could have an unhappy home life. You could take that out on the people that are around you that you love, not because you mean to, but because you feel unhappy and you feel unbalanced. Mm -hmm. You know, like we talked about earlier with the CEO example, it can lead to depression. Um, It can lead to anxiety. And all of that can actually manifest physically too. So uh, something that I noticed very early on as a manager is I could start to pinpoint when someone was going to probably quit. And I say that because I could realize patterns of behavior in people. So people who call out of work sick a lot, um, who come to work and maybe they stay for a couple hours and they're like, I don't feel good. I need to go home. Or, you know, they will go really, really well, you know, come in every single day, dedicated, 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 burn themselves out and then need to take a couple weeks off and then they come back, but it's not the same. Right. So. I had probably about a year ago, someone working for me who just worked themselves to the bone, hardest worker in the room. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? So absolutely nothing wrong with that. You want to be the hardest worker in the room. That's awesome. Worked themselves to the bone, ended up getting sick, took a week off, came back, wasn't really the same, started struggling, ended up, you know, calling out quite a bit. And then they came in my office one day and they said, hey, Mindy, I need to talk to you. And I was like, are you giving me your notice? And they're like, how did you know? And I was like, it's because when you're unhappy, when you aren't doing something that you're passionate about, you burn yourself at both ends, it manifests physically. And so you are going to feel sick. You're not going to want to go to work. You're going to call in. So like now as a manager and a coach, I can easily spot that and you know start having conversations and I have conversations with my people. I'm very open with them. And I'll say, hey, listen, um, I noticed that you've missed a couple of days. Is everything okay? Like, mm-hmm. talk to me about how you're feeling. And it's okay if you tell me that you're not happy here. Because you may not be, like, happy here forever. And I think kind of on a tangent, like, something else that kind of ties into this, too, is, like, you may not be passionate about what you're doing forever. Right? Your passions may change. And that's okay. That's absolutely okay. I was passionate about insurance for years. I worked in insurance for like 13 years. Loved it. Was passionate about it. Yes, I'm a nerd. Cool, whatever. Super loved it. And then one day, I just, my priorities changed. Things changed in my life. I changed as a person. I grew because I started in insurance when I was 19 years old. And 19-year-old Mindy and 32-year-old Mindy are two very different people And so, like, it's okay that your passions change, right? It's okay that that your world changes, but keeping a pulse check on 
where you are and how you feel and what really at the end of the day is going to give you fulfillment is super important because like I said, it manifests in all pieces of your life. Yeah. That's a really good point though, because that actually is, I just had a conversation with a client about how the initial path that you take, like there's paths off that path. So, Mm -hmm. you know, so often we want to know like, what is the end result? And we can't always know that right up front. And so, because we don't know that it prevents us from moving forward. Like, I didn't think that when I started in the fitness industry, that this is where my path would lead me. Like, I don't know where I'll be in 10 years, but I know there's kind of those values and those principles that we have that are like our markers, right? Our pillars of like, okay, I need to honor this. And so let me follow that. And what that leads you to might be something that's unexpected. So it's a good point that like, it's not even necessarily, I would say that your passions change. I think that like your interests might change, Mm. but like your passion remains because I think passion is so connected to your values, right? To where it's like you, you feel like the client that I was talking to, she was like, I just, I need to be with kids, right? Like I know I need to be with kids. And so we're like brainstorming all these things. And it's so cool because like when you pinpoint like those little things and as, as you do with people, right. Uh, It's like, then it gives you something to go off, like follow that and like be okay with where it leads you. Like for me, it was like the initial, Oh, I like helping people. Like it all started with my own fitness journey and then bringing a friend to the gym with me to work out one day and me showing her what I was doing. That's how it all started. I was like, Oh, she felt really good. That makes me feel good. And then it was like the next step and the next step and the next step from there. But I didn't know all of those steps right up front. So yeah. I think this goes back to that, that, the values part that it's like, just when you know something that's important to you, like it might flex and change as to what the actual job or career is, but those things will still remain. That's such a great point. I was actually, and this is in our tools too. So like, moving into the how, like, how do we make this happen? Right. So how do we find our passion? How do we know what our passion is? And mm-hmm. uh, a lot of that is backtracking, right. And like knowing what your values are, but something I was telling one of my clients last night was, you know, I like what I do now, like no matter whether it's in my role at the company I work for, or it's in my personal business, I teach, I teach people how to, you know, sell. I teach people how to make career changes. I teach people how to find their passion in their career, right? I teach all those things. And when I went to college, when I was 18, I said, I want to be a teacher. I loved teaching kids. I loved being Mm -hmm. around kids. I loved teaching. And so I like followed that and I said, okay, cool. That's what I'm going to do. Well, I got into my elementary education class because I was like, I'm going to be a kindergarten teacher. I'm going to, this is what I'm doing. Okay, cool. So I get in my elementary education class and our professor walks in and not, not to get political and I'm not going to, but this is right when No Child Left Behind was enacted. And so my professor walks in the room and she's like, if you want to be a teacher, get out of my like classroom. And I was like, uh, I'm a little confused here. Uh, isn't this elementary education? And she's like, with no child left behind, if you want to be a teacher, you're not going to be able to teach because you're just going to be teaching to a standardized test. If you actually want to teach, get out of my classroom and find a different way to do it. And I was just like, okay. So I packed up my books. The little 18-year-old me packed up all her books, 
walked out, went to the office and was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. So just put me in a degree program, whatever. So little did I know that like that passion for teaching was going to lead me in a completely different direction where like I had this passion to share information, help people and teach people new skills. And I do that now. But 18 year old me thought that it was supposed to be with little kids. And that's yeah. not that's not where I ended up today. So like, it's just so funny. Like when you look at your life and you're like, I don't know how I ended up here. A lot of times it can go back to what you think you wanted a long, long time ago. I always said I wanted to be a teacher, even when I was small, even when I was a little mm-hmm. kid. So sometimes when you aren't sure what you want to do, digging back into your past and digging into those things that made you the happiest. Like, what did you say you wanted to be when you were five years old? Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's the thing Mm -hmm. that you're passionate about and you were meant to be, who knows? Yeah. I love that idea because I feel like that that's something a lot of people say, because if you've just started, if you start working when you're really young and you work like at a grocery store, like one of these first jobs. Right. And it's just like, it's always just about having a job and it's always Mm -hmm. kind of like setting that principle of like earning a paycheck. Like, I started working when I was 16 because I had to pay for my car. It was like, you know, there was always, that was the purpose of it. So I like the idea and my, what I always said, I was going to be president. Like that's what I always said when I was like really shooting for the stars. And now it's like, it's hilarious because we're not going to talk about politics, but I'm not, I prefer not to talk about politics most times just because the the nastiness of people. And that's more just about humans in general. But anyways, not to go off on a tangent there. I think so wait, you into- are you are president of your own company. So yeah. President yeah. happened. Yeah. Man. But I think, you know, just specifically that you saying that made me think about, you know, that's obviously a leadership role. So while it's not president of the United States, I still, you know, have very much been an entrepreneur and always like never, it never felt right to me to work for someone else. I was always just like, "Mm, answering to someone else, not my thing. (laughs) No, I'm going to, I'm going to do me. Yeah. Like rules. Those are not, those don't actually apply to me. (laughs) (laughs) But so one of the first tools, you know, when we're talking about how to actually find passion in your career, find a path that you're, that you're passionate about is using the past, like you said, and you can even go into past jobs and, or your current job, use past jobs and current jobs and say, what do you like and dislike about those jobs? And this is real. this is a really, this is a really cool tool to do with people because it might bring to light, like you might see some similarities from jobs that you might be kind of like writing your own job description or writing a job description of a job that's actually out there that you didn't know was there. Yeah. I was having this conversation the other day with an employee of mine who was like, oh, well, you know, I want to do this. I want to, you know, help people with X, Y, Z. And she's like, but that's not really a job. And I was like, actually, yeah, it is a job. And she's like, really? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, well, let's talk about how you get there. Like, how do you do this? Today, she sent me a screenshot of an application that she filled out for a college program to do it. And I was like, how cool is that? That she was able to kind of like list out the things that she loved about like what she was doing. And now like she can manifest that into a career, right? And something Mm. that she's passionate about, which is awesome. So, but I think that kind of takes us into our next step, which is making a plan, right? So 
we figured out like what do we love about our job, what do we dislike about our job and past jobs, you know, what are things that we're just passionate about in general. If we could do anything in the world, what would it be, right? Like then we have to take that information and do something with it. We can't just sit on it. So whether it's like we need to make some changes at our current job, like we love the company we're working for, but we don't like the way we're being treated. Or we love what we do or what our company stands for, but we don't like the role that we're doing at our company. Is there a plan? Is there something that you can do to change that where you're at? Like, and so how do we make that plan? Right. So what, like, what does that look like? And we can get into that, you know, but you know, you have to decide, okay, so like, am I staying where I'm at? Right. And I'm making changes to, to fix the situation that I'm in. So whether it's applying for a different department, setting boundaries with your boss, whatever that may be, or am I making a plan to move on to another career and how do I do that? Do I need to hire a career coach to help me walk through that? Do I need to you know, do some networking? Do I need to spruce up my LinkedIn? Do I need to go out and meet new people? What does that look like? But having a plan is so crucial and a realistic plan that's mm. you know, kind of time bound. I like to do th- like a 30, 60, 90 day plan because that gives you like small bite-sized steps that you can take to make that change that you need to make. But having that plan is crucial because otherwise you're, you know, you're just sitting in an idea and that's not going to get you anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And that's with anything, right? Because we can talk about this all day and you can list these things and you could say, I want to do this, or I'm excited about this, or I would like to try this, but you, you have to figure out what's, what's the first step. What's the second step? What's the third step? And you don't have to have all the steps, but you at least need to have the first one because at the very least you can take one step and then figure out your next step after that. So like you said, um, definitely important to have a plan. And then, you know, another thing that's, that we've repeated multiple times here is knowing your values because your values serve as your roadmap and your guideline And you can come back to these in every single situation, whether you're facing a hard decision or it just is so important to know like what you stand for and what's important to you. So another thing that you could also do is hiring a career coach. If you don't know what a career coach is, a career coach is somebody who helps you kind of decipher your career. Pretty easy, right? So that can look a bunch of different ways. So for example, with my clients, I've kind of got two different paths, like let's advance in the current career that you're in, or let's find you a new career. But it kind of starts with this discovery of, is this career right for me? And we kind of go through some of these tools that we've talked about, right? So like, what do we love about our job? What do we dislike about our job? You know, at the end of the day, what makes us the happiest in our work? We talk about, you know, what can we change? if there's things that we can change or if it's not changing, then what do we do to move past that? You know, there's placement tests online, things like that, that help you kind of do some self-discovery. But the biggest piece of that is self-discovery. And that's what a career coach can kind of help walk you through. Um, And then getting you ready for interviews and getting your resume spruced up and kind of giving you that guidance to get you where you want to go. So hiring a career coach is absolutely a tool that you can use. I've used them before myself in the past and something that I highly recommend, but I'm a little biased. So (laughs) (laughs) just slightly. Yeah. But it's nice though, because you, you 
at least gave them kind of a preview there of like what they can expect. And that's, you know, that's the thing about coaching is a lot of people don't know exactly like, what does that entail? And for so many of us and a lot of this stuff that's, that's holding us back, it's the unknown and the fear and not knowing the steps. And so having the accountability of a coach and having somebody that's like, cheering you on, walking through it with you. That's like, okay, here's what we're going to do. It can just, you're more likely to succeed, honestly, when you have somebody that helps you. And that's why coaching is so important, really. And then, you know, I think a really important one too, for our last tool here is about setting boundaries. And this kind of goes along with values, but so often we are not very good at setting boundaries in the workplace. And that can lead to having a toxic environment, which is obviously carrying over into other areas of our lives. So you can go back and listen to episode number seven, and it's all about boundaries and they apply to any area, whether it's at home or in the workplace. And we talk about why boundaries are so important. So check that out, episode number seven. And I think that's all we got, right? Yeah, absolutely. So let's just do a real quick wrap up to remind you guys kind of what we talked about today. So first things first is, you know, what is passion in our career and why is it important? So, you know, passion is just the, at the end of the day, we walk away feeling fulfilled. We feel like what we're doing is aligning with our values and we feel like we're, you know, making the difference that we want to make every day. Um, passion again, doesn't mean that every day is easy, but it does mean that you have overwhelmingly way more good feelings than bad feelings. And it's aligning with your values to help you leave that legacy. Just as a reminder, why it's important. Obviously you spend so much time of your life at work over a third of your life there. And, you know, it manifests in every single piece of your life. So obviously you need to be in a position where you are happy and you are fulfilled so other parts of your life aren't affected by that negatively. And then the house, you know, just kind of like a wrap up on our tools, you know, doing that list of what we love about our job and, and what we dislike and going through past jobs as well, making a plan based off of our values, knowing what our values are, hiring someone to help us out, and then setting those boundaries, which is a really big one because I think a lot of times people are afraid to set boundaries at work because they feel like they don't have any power. And at the end of the day, like this is your life and this is your power that you have to own. And so setting boundaries really important and crucial for you. So go back and listen to that episode. If you are in a position to where you are kind of struggling with the next step, I want to give you a couple of options. The first option is you can reach out to either one of us, obviously Mindy specifically, if you are in a job that you do not love and you're trying to figure out what job or where you need to go, please send Mindy a message. We are going to put in the show notes, Mindy has a new free resource and it is three tips to help you with your resume. And that's a great starting thing that you can do right now because it's free that if you're struggling with, you know, feeling scared about applying for a certain job or even kind of like the fear of redoing your resume, it's a great outline and some great tips that you can use for your resume. So we're going to drop that in the show notes for you. 
Thank you guys so much for joining us today. And if, again, if you are struggling with feeling like you are just working for that next paycheck, remember that there is help. So have a great day and don't forget to live bravely. If you are a CEO or entrepreneur, I want to invite you into a space that's unlike anything out there. CEO Power Hour is a free monthly live experience that you can join in person or virtually to get your questions answered to fulfill the desires for your business. Inside this room, you bring your biggest goal, the obstacles you are experiencing, or anything you want my expertise, eyes, and ears on. This guidance, along with the ideas and inspiration from other powerful women, allows you to be fully immersed in the energy of being supported and learn in a completely new way so that you can expand your business and your life to the next level. I created CEO Power Hour to bring together powerful business owners for connection, collaboration, and coaching. This is your invitation, and it's free. The link is in the show notes, so I hope to see you at our next monthly meeting.